Harlow Gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Jessica Harlow Show. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow, or Miss Jessica Harlow to some people, at least on YouTube. I'm best known for being a content creator and producer in mainly the beauty and self-help categories. I created this podcast specifically for young women that want to do more than just admire beautiful, successful, happy women, but also give themselves the permission and the tools to become one themselves. If you're tired of the noise of the world telling you how you should look or how you should behave or what you should want and instead are craving to live a life on your terms and even give yourself the room to decide what that even looks like and feels like for you, then you've come to the right place. A new episode of The Jessica Harlow Show goes up every single Thursday with one goal in mind, to bring you something of value that you can use to make your life happier, healthier, and or sexier. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, I'd really appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes. It only takes about a minute, maybe less if you're quick. And you can also share this with your friends on social media. By the way, this podcast is also available for listening to on Spotify. So if any of your friends don't have Apple devices, they can still listen to it on there. If you do spread the word about the podcast in any way, please take a screenshot and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com, and in return, you will receive access to some exclusive content such as my hair care tips and secrets for growing the longest, healthiest hair possible, plus so much more. I've got a lot up my sleeve over the next few months. You don't want to miss out. The only thing that anyone really wants is to be happy. Think about it. Whatever it is that you think you want You really only want it because you think it's going to make you feel good. You think that it's going to make you happy. So many of us dream of having this amazing, successful career, a sexy and perfect relationship, all kinds of material possessions, financial freedom, great health, look great naked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe that's just my list. Um, But the list goes on and on about the things that we would love to have. And all of those things are great and they're worth having, absolutely. And I'm not trying to steer anyone away from having goals, dreams, ambitions, desires, but if I've learned anything, those aren't the things that are going to make people truly happy. We can talk about mental health until we're blue in the face, and we pretty much do on this podcast, but the sad fact is so many people, even those who on paper they seem to have it all and and then some, they're unhappy, they're dissatisfied, some very deeply so. So if that really teaches us anything, it's that, yes, all of those things are wonderful, but having them isn't going to make us happy. There's a Jim Carrey quote that goes, I think everyone should get rich and famous and do everything that they've ever dreamed of so that they could see that it's not the answer. So then how the hell do we find happiness? What brings happiness? What makes us happy? What can make us happy? You see, we're taught to search, to look for things, people, places, experiences to make us feel a certain way, to make us feel happy, whole, fulfilled, complete, worthy, to always be looking outside of ourselves to decide how we should feel on the inside. When something bad happens, when we're mistreated, when we are rejected, when we fail, when something just doesn't go the way that we think we would like it to, what happens? Well, we're told that we have a right to feel angry, upset, bad. And it's so backwards. Like, yes, it's natural. It's natural to feel pain in this life. Not everything is going to work out exactly as we think we would like it to in the moment. We don't get everything we want. Sometimes we're getting what we want. It just doesn't look like we are. But we don't get everything that we want instantly and all at once. We're not supposed to. That's not what Earth is for. That's not what life is about. That's not what we're here for. To put it simply, happiness is when you feel good. And feeling good is something that you can do 
all by yourself, all the time, anytime. But it does take practice and it does take commitment because, again, we've been conditioned to live backwards. We've been conditioned to look for it outside of ourselves. We're trained to look for evidence of how we should feel based on what's going on in our lives and in the world around us instead of the world within us. So we don't get everything that we want. We don't get everything that we want instantly and all at once. But that's not to say that we are here to suffer. Pain is part of life. It's natural to feel it. It's inevitable. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. I'm going to say that again. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Pain is something that is kind of beyond our control. We will experience it. We will feel it. But suffering is a choice. Suffering is the result of choosing to live in pain, choosing to let the pain overstay its welcome, allowing it to take up too much emotional real estate. It's a habit. Suffering is the result of allowing feeling pain and dwelling on it to become a habit. Now, I'm not a doctor and I have to remind you guys of this, but I really don't believe that, it's just my personal opinion, I don't believe that depression is something that requires medication for everyone. I understand that there are some people who have chemical imbalances and they really just can't help themselves, but for the vast majority of people, I really don't think that's the case. I think for the majority of people, depression is a bad habit. It's the result of getting used to feeling sadness, feeling down, upset, disheartened, defeated, etc., etc., etc. It's the result of a pattern of staying in the dark for too long, not training yourself to get out of it. I've said this a million times and I'm going to say it probably a million billion times more till the day I die, I will say this. I was depressed for very many years, many, many years, and it got worse and worse and worse. And it didn't start out very bad, but it definitely did get worse over time. Why? Because it was a habit. I was so committed to being depressed, to feeling down, to looking for what was wrong in every situation. I didn't know that then. I didn't really know that then. I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I thought I was just being smart. But what I was doing was this quote-unquote intelligence was making me miserable because I was constantly searching outside of myself for permission to feel any type of way. You know, looking for what am I noticing and does this make me feel happy or does this make me feel depressed, etc.? I was looking outside of myself for reasons to feel happy. I was looking outside of myself for evidence of how I should feel in general. Something good would happen and it would be my source of joy. Something bad would happen and it would be my source of misery. And notice how I said source. This is what I want you to understand and what I wish everyone understood. It's natural for occurrences to add to the way that you feel. When good things happen, of course it's okay and welcome to feel even better. But notice how I said even better. The thing is, the source of how you feel is you. It's your perspective, your thoughts that shape your emotions. It's the foundation. Everything else is just the cherries on top. The money, the hot date, the lucky coincidence, even though there aren't any coincidences, but that's a whole entire other episode. But how do you become the source of your own happiness? This is something that so few of us are taught growing up, a time when it would be absolutely essential and I say essential because it's easier to learn things when you're really young than it is to, like, you know how the saying goes, teach an old dog new tricks. Well, we aren't taught these things because it's bad for business. Plain and simple. Do you know how much less people would overspend, overshop, overindulge if they knew that they were able to be the source of their own happiness? 
if they knew that was even an option, that no matter what was going on around them, they would still have access to feeling good, to feeling love, to feeling happiness, to feeling peace, joy, etc. You become the source of your own happiness by committing to making yourself happy, by committing to reframing your perspective, meditate, journal, change your routines and your patterns. It sounds really wild, and it is, but it works. I did it, and it is the only thing that has ever worked for me. You see, in the past, I would get upset, and I would turn to the outside world to make me feel better about myself. I'd look outside myself for validation. I would turn to other people. I'd turn to drinking, sex, shopping. I'd turn to absolutely nothing that added to my life or helped me to really add to anyone else's life in a healthy, meaningful way. I'd feel good for about a few moments, and then I'd be right back to where I started. This is what the ego does to us. The ego is that voice that reminds us of everything going on outside of us. The person that said something to us, the person that didn't show up, the circumstances that didn't go our way, the what will this person think, the how will you look, etc., etc., etc. Yes, the ego has a purpose in this life and it's impossible to completely shut it out permanently. That's not even something that I recommend. I don't think that level of enlightenment really has that much of a place on this earth. I don't think At least I don't think so, at least at this current point that I'm recording this. But the point I'm trying to make is I was constantly looking outside of myself for validation, for an excuse to feel good, for something to give me a reason to feel any certain way. And the thing is, I always ended up right back where I started. And I see this for everyone because none of us were really taught any better. We're all seeking instead of just being, instead of just creating what we want, observing more than we are creating. When I experience something painful that I don't like, I allow myself to feel it. I don't repress it or suppress it because whenever I've done that as well in the past, it wasn't good because all it did was just, you know, accumulate and bubble up and bubble over and it would be a much bigger, much more dramatic thing than it needed to be. But when I say I allow myself to feel the pain and to um, experience it, I do that on my own as much as I possibly can. I have dramatically refrained from reaching out to anyone. I used to pick up my phone and text my friend or call them and tell them what's going on and talk about my problem to absolute death. Or I would fire off like a really angry text message demanding that whoever upset me or whatever upset me just like change and fix whatever it is and, you know, make me happy. And think about that. We've all had people do that to us. And how did that make us feel? You know, there's a difference between someone addressing something that they didn't like and a difference between, hey, you're now responsible for how I feel and you are like all pressure is on you to change how I feel right now. And that doesn't make any sense. It's so, I mean, think about it. Don't we all know how challenging it is for some of us to figure out how to make ourselves happy, let alone other people and feel like we are their source of happiness. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be the source of anyone's happiness. I would love to elevate their level of happiness whenever we're in contact. I love the idea of adding to their life, making them feel even better, um, you know, helping them. But there's a difference between assisting and helping lift someone up and being their complete source of happiness 24-7. I don't want to be anybody's source. That's way too much pressure. I've left so many relationships, whether they were romantic or friendships or etc., that made me feel that way. 
And I've also chased out many people that I've made feel that way as well. I think, you know, we, we're all guilty of this to some extent. So I don't want anyone to feel that because I don't want to feel that. The truth is, it's no one's job to make you feel any kind of way. That's your job. And this sounds weird to a lot of people because they're like, wait, what, am, what do you mean? Like people can just do whatever they want. It's like, yeah, basically. I mean, you don't have to agree with everything. You don't have to participate in everything. You don't have to allow everything to be part of your life and your experience. But um, it's your job to take care of how you feel, to have a really good, strong foundation. Okay, this doesn't mean that you let people you know, treat you badly. No, that just means you remove them for, from your life when, if and when that happens because you know that you can be happy without them. So being the source of your own happiness actually gives you a greater sense of control over your own life. It gives you a greater sense of power over your own life because when you know that you can be happy all on your own, happy enough, you don't have to stick around for anything less and you are much quicker to get out, whether this is in relationships, jobs, whatever the situation might be. So it's a good thing to have pain and to experience darkness. Sometimes sometimes we really wouldn't learn the big lessons otherwise. If you don't feel pain ever, you never grow because you won't have to. Pain is a very, very powerful motivator because nobody wants to feel it forever. But finding healthy ways out of it are wildly possible. So pay attention to the messages that you are surrounding yourself with. This is something that I remind everybody of because it seems like collectively everybody has an addiction to problems, okay? You see it a lot even on social media. And I'm going to bring up social media because it's something that's such a regular part of our everyday lives at this point. Um, People are constantly checking their phones. I mean, it's ridiculous how many times we like pick up our phones and are starting, you know, scrolling through our social media feeds. But what are you focusing on, okay? Because with social media today, we're constantly on these apps and we're seeing all kinds of things just thrown at us without any warning, You know, even at times, those really spiritual accounts can be very detrimental because they can often remind you of everything that's going wrong in your life, the things that you don't like. You know, those funny meme accounts that keep bringing up the negative sides of like romantic relationships and situationships, it just keeps the negativity track playing constantly. I've gone through my Instagram and I have actually made big moves to mute those accounts to unfollow a lot of them. You know, I'll check them out from time to time and have a laugh when I want to, but I won't tolerate being bombarded by this crap all day, just like unannounced. I even, like I said, I've unfollowed many of them. I'm not here for negativity disguised as humor. Like, I'll take it in a quick, small dose when I know what I'm getting into rather than multiple doses throughout the day uh, that kind of like break me out of my more positive flow that I've worked so hard on. Does that make sense? So sometimes I even won't look at it at all. I would just rather, sometimes I would rather not even look at it at all. Now this is, this small, seemingly insignificant thing made a huge difference for me. Try it out and see how you feel. Look, I love humor. I love to laugh. And I really do think that just about any subject can be hilarious. I also love uplifting positive things, insights, but I think that sometimes there's just subconsciously They're just subconsciously reminding us of what we don't have or what we don't want or what we don't like. I'm not here for that. I would rather be focusing on what it is that I do want, what I do like, what does make me happy without the interruptions of, oh, remember this thing that 
like you don't like or this thing that's not like your favorite thing. When I get together with friends now, for example, I try not to talk about problems. Instead, I shift my focus to what I appreciate, what I'm looking forward to, what I think is funny, what I'm excited about, what I'm looking forward to creating, what I'm happy about, what I'm happy to have learned, etc., etc. And I cannot explain how much better I felt overall. This is something that I've actually um, really committed to over the past, I want to say, few weeks, maybe like a little over a month. And it's made a tremendous impact in the way that I feel. Obviously, I still have moments where I like maybe I'll think of something and I get a little upset, but I'm very much able to pull myself out of it because I really committed myself and have been actively like training myself to manage my own emotions, manage how I feel, to take responsibility for how I feel and to do everything in my power to make myself feel good and to continue being the source of my own happiness. So when something negative happens, like I said, if it's something that I find painful, maybe it's something that just happened or maybe it's an old memory that comes up, I allow, I allow, I allow myself to feel the pain and I will allow myself to feel it without judgment um, in an accepting way of, okay, this is how this thing made me feel still dealing with it, maybe on some kind of subconscious level, that's fine. I'll take a few minutes, I'll have a cry, maybe I'll get a bit angry, and then I'll shift my perspective to, you know, what can I learn from this? What's great about this? Um, What was the good that came out of this thing? What if I had chosen this? Why would I have chosen it? Um, If I had a bird's eye view of how all the dots will connect, and they always do, and knowing that somehow, even in the past, when there were things that I absolutely was miserable about, the dots have eventually connected. So when I know that, it actually gives me a sense of trust, not just in myself, but also a trust in that things will work out. It gives me a little bit more trust in life, if not a lot more trust in life. If something negative happens, I I process it, I feel it, and then I shift I work on the shift. Like I'll grab something that I'll do is I'll grab my journal. I'm going to do an episode about how I use a journal because I don't quite use it like I would a diary or something. Like I don't do the whole like dear diary today I went here and I did this and this person said that or whatever, unless it's absolutely relevant to something that I want to get clarity on or create or work through. But let's say, okay, painful, something painful happens or comes up. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm going to, you know, allow myself to feel it. And then I'm going to, actively start working to shift myself out of it. And yeah, it does take work. You do have to train yourself to um, transition out of it, to shift out of that emotion, to raise your vibration in a sense. So I'll grab my journal and I'll just write it out. I will physically write it out. And it's almost as though my higher self comes through. And I know this is getting a little wacky because I'm like talking about higher self. You guys know, I don't really talk too, too much about spirituality on here because I try to make it something that everybody can consume. Um, But how I would explain the higher self is it's basically the part of you that is more connected to the spiritual world. We're all spiritual beings having a human human experience on this planet. Everything is energy. If you don't believe that, that's fine. But everything is energy as far as I'm concerned. I know there's some people that are atheists and believe in nothing. That's fine. Look, take what resonates with, with you from whatever I say or whatever anybody says. Take what resonates with you and whatever doesn't, you can leave it alone because maybe it's not your time to understand this or maybe it's just not for you. That's fine. I'm not here to make anyone believe me. I'm not here to convince anyone of anything. It either clicks or it doesn't. That's cool. I love atheists. I love everybody. But anyway, my higher self kind of comes through. And I feel like that higher self is more of this the version of you that comes from a very calm and peaceful 
place. It's kind of what comes through when you allow yourself to kind of drop your anxiety a bit, to kind of take a moment to like sort of pause. And this becomes a little bit easier if you've been meditating. But um, anyway, my higher self kind of comes through, or my higher logic, let's say, um, when I start asking myself the really good questions such as, you know, how is this thing, this experience actually, how can it be a blessing in disguise? How could it be good for me in the long run? What else could it mean? How is this great for me right now? How could this be great for me in the in the future? Um, what do I get to be, do, or focus on now? Etc. Etc. The more you do this, the more you'll know how to phrase things for yourself, the better you'll get at asking yourself the right questions. And I'll just keep going until I'm basically so immersed and feel and really feel how this whatever happened still works out for me in the bigger picture and how this will work out for the best of all involved, even if it doesn't quite look like how I think it should right now. Because a lot of us have ideas for how things should be and sometimes it's actually all just fine. It's just you got to be a little bit patient. So committing to your own happiness is a very freeing thing. Taking responsibility for how you feel is freeing. And it's the coolest thing because when you're just doing your best to take care of yourself, the strangest the strangest thing happens. You start to notice and experience how life is taking care of you, that it's working for you rather than against you. It starts to make sense. As I've said before, I didn't get better because my life got better. My life got better because I got better, because I made feeling good my priority. I meditate every single day. I know that being productive makes me feel happy. I know that... I don't like feeling stuck, so I have a list of things to do when I do feel stuck, such as getting outside and going for a walk, taking myself to a coffee shop or a restaurant, taking a soul cycle class, volunteering somewhere, helping someone else with something that has nothing to do with me, um, talking to a friend about something that, again, has nothing to do with me, journaling, reading, putting my phone away for hours, etc., etc. The point is, I'm not here trying to figure out my problems. I used to spend so much time, like trying to figure things out and how am I going to make this work? If something goes wrong, I'm not going to beat it to death and think about every which way I, I can control it. I just decide what I'm going to do when the time is right and then I just move on to feeling good. And I honestly, I won't make a decision or act until I feel good because when I'm feeling bad, it just means I'm out of alignment and nothing good can come from from that. And we'll talk about alignment in another episode. You guys have wanted me to get a little bit more spiritual anyway and talk about like law of attraction, manifestation, etc. And I absolutely will, but I just like to take my time. Anyway, commit to your happiness. Be mindful of what and who you spend your time with, even if it's like the most minor, little insignificant things that you think don't matter. Pay attention. Be mindful of the images that you see most, what you consume the most. How does you know, how does the information that you're absorbing, how does it make you feel? Go through your Instagram, mute and unfollow accounts that just remind you of what's wrong with your life, especially in the areas that you are most wanting to improve. And take responsibility for how you feel. Find ways to enjoy everything. Pay attention to what makes you happy that has nothing to do with anything or anyone else. Learn to make yourself happy. Push through and commit to that. And I promise that it all gets better from there just have to stick with it for a little bit. And most of all, trust. When someone is feeling insecure or upset, and we've all felt this way, we've all felt insecurity, we've all felt upset about things, correct? It really just means that we aren't trusting that it's all working out in our favor. And we only make things worse 
because when you think that things aren't going exactly as they are supposed to, suddenly we get very controlling and obsessive over the situation instead of just flowing through it and making inspired, detached choices. That's the key. So I gave you guys a lot to think about in this episode, but something that's been coming up a lot is the idea of, you know, searching outside of ourselves for happiness and also having that idea that when we get something, that's what's going to make us happy. You know, the destination addiction. And really, truly, you know, how often have we wanted something so bad and we've gotten it and then we were just kind of like, was that it? The journey is always a lot more fun than the actual getting of something because once we get something, it's great. And then all of a sudden it kind of just like, you know, we're on to the next thing because that's how we are as human beings. We're constantly supposed to be, you know, creating and manifesting and experiencing and growing and evolving and expanding. I mean, that's kind of the point of life. If you're not doing that, you're not really going to feel very happy, right? But it's really about learning to enjoy the process. Part of enjoying the process is not focusing so much on your problems and becoming so wrapped up in what's going wrong, but instead getting getting really in a good place where you are able to feel good no matter what because that's when you can make the most healthy decisions for yourself. Think about it. When people pick up like a bad habit or an addiction, etc., it typically stems from it typically stems from them not being in a good place. Okay, and looking outside of themselves for something. And I feel like when we are coming from a happy place, we're coming from a, you know, a place of peace and just like, you know, we're good. I feel like then we're actually able to make smart decisions and smart choices and really decide whether something is right for us or not, whether it's in alignment with how we want to feel, how we want our lives to look or not. Um, It's when we're very wrapped up and overwhelmed and upset and just wrapped up in what's going wrong and how bad everything feels that I think sometimes we could just, our vision and our judgment kind of gets clouded because we're just like grasping at whatever possible to help make us feel better. But instead, we can just do it for ourselves. For now, I wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I hope that this week's episode gave you something to think about. If you think that this episode or any episode can help out someone that you know, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends. It really helps the show to grow. I really appreciate it when you guys give me feedback. So feel free to slide into my DMs or leave a comment and let me know what you think on my Instagram. I'm very active on there. I'm very responsive on there. And it's one of the easiest ways for me to get back to you. So in the meantime, I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.